with me. Where? Back to the future. Go ahead, quick! Get in the car! No, 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 look, Doc, I just got here, okay? Jennifer's here, we're gonna take the new truck for a spin. Well, bring her along. This concerns her, too. Wait a minute, Doc, what are you talking about? Now, what happens to us in the future? What, do we become assholes or something? Oh, no, 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 you, you and Jennifer both turn out fine. It's your kids, Marty, something's gotta be done about your kids. Doc, you better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Welcome back to another week of Geek Squatch, where nostalgia finds a giant hairy beast and spits out a podcast about 80s and 90s geek culture. This episode, we're doing something a little different. In light of recent events, we thought it was fitting to cover a film that is becoming slightly prophetic in a weird way. No Doc Brown, it's not a paradox or a break in the time-space continuum, it's Back to the Future 2. I'm Caleb McAllister, and here with me, desperately awaiting the release of Jaws 19, Alex Hirsch. What's up, Alex? Yeah, man. At nothing. 2016. <laughs> kill yourselves, all of you. Stop. Stop. This is Geek Squatch. Let's go. No, we're doing <laughs> great, man. We're doing awesome, actually. This is. I'm. I'm. I'm stoked to do this episode. I like Back to the Future too, man. Great. Yep. Uh, also, very... uh, Kanye West, Dwayne Johnson, 2020. <laughs> the way to go. That's all, that's all I have to say about the that. The people's champion. <laughs> people's champions. Uh, very attracted to Marlene McFly for unknown reasons. It's kind of mm. creepy. Brandon Kramer, what's up, Brandon? Dude, Michael J was always my man back in the day, so you might you might be onto something there. Apparently, he was very uh, nervous about being in drag. So, it was the first time he was in drag uh, in any kind of. It's such a funny reveal, thing. and we'll talk. We're going to talk about it, but that's such a great yeah. reveal. He turns around, and it's it's Michael Michael in <laughs> drag. It's great. I'm great, man. Um, on Friday, I became part of the one percent, and I'm not talking economically. I'm talking about owners of an NES classic. So I'm a happy man. Oh, <laughs> you had me. <gasps> Bro. I know. I thought he won the lotto. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess is about the same thing. The NES is not easy to get. What have you been playing? Huh? What did you fire up first? Dude, I fired up. First thing, I, you, I had to fire up uh, the original Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers, not the original. Yes. Because um, the original's on there. But Super Mario Brothers, and I did a straight playthrough, no warps. I could not pass seven four. Couldn't pass it. I died Ooh. in the died in the castle in seven four. Game over. So I got to give it another shot. I know I can beat it with warps and all that. So I got to get it a full play playthrough shot like before I start warping around. Cool. I gotta give me one of those. I got skunked like most people. So anyway, I'm a little bitter. About <laughs> you didn't that. try. Very uh, hard. Next, I didn't try. I t- I tried Amazon. You tried hard enough. It's just not gonna happen. Next up, Earth Angel herself, Jamie McAllister. What's up? How are you doing? I'm good. (laughs) Stop giggling at me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. Uh huh. What's up? Nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Next up, I can't drive 55. It's Colin Perkins. What's up? What's going on, guys? Glad to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I've been trying to think about these time paradoxes, and I, I just, I fell asleep. (laughs) <laughs> you fell asleep. Yeah. Hey, yeah. me too. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's kind of the par for the course. But I, I'm going to lean on Alex and and, nice. uh, and yourself for for these time paradoxes because I want to. There's got to be. They didn't. They couldn't have it all figured out, could they have? I mean, come on. Let's do it. No. Oh, that's the problem with time travel. Yeah, it's, it's sticky business. So, Impossible. Well, we're going to be take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about Back to the Future too. I don't believe it! Alright guys, before we put this thing into gear and hit 88 miles per hour, let's get into the Wayback Machine. Set the table, so to speak. Back to Future 2 came out on November 22nd, 1989, which is a Wednesday. So I got a full five days worth of gross. Uh, mm. Gross. Yep. Uh, I was seven. Colin was nine. Jamie and Brandon were six, and Alex was an adorable two-year-old baby boy. Mm-hmm. I had just knocked my all four of my front teeth out of my head, um, and I would remain toothless except for the canines uh, until I was nine years really? old. Really? Wow. Poor parents. Damn. Two to oh nine. Yeah, I was I was like I was I don't know maybe eighteen or twenty months old when it happened. I yeah. call bullshit on all that beauty pageant stuff you've been telling us about, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I literally was holding those pictures yesterday. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll send you guys some pictures. Yes, <laughs> definitely want to post those on the website. You know uh-huh. Oh, they're retro as hell, man. It's great. Awesome. Uh, so Lisa Bonet married Lenny Kravitz on the sixteenth of November in nineteen eighty nine, and Demi Moore married Bruce Willis on the twenty. That was a huge one. That was a big time. Yeah, is Lisa Bonet? Is that a Huck, Huxtable? Yes. Okay. She's the oldest daughter. That's okay. right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Their child is uh, their their they had a girl, I believe. And they may have had more than one child, but there I've seen pictures of their girl they had, who's now like twenty. She's Alex's age, I think. Nice. And, uh, so they were pregnant before they were married. Is what you're saying? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, Probably. Lisa Bonet married know. somebody weird, didn't she? She's married to fucking um, Cal Drogo, fucking Jason Momoa. Really? Now, yeah. Damn. Would you say she has a type maybe between like, you know, Lenny <laughs> yeah. Kravitz and Jason Momoa? I mean, I could <laughs> see that. I could see where maybe the draw is. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, but the daughter, she's very beautiful. Um, yeah, I don't know what Is happened. Was that a line in a movie or something that we watched for the show? Was it just something I saw recently? Because some some show I was watching, they were like, "Yeah, but have you seen Lisa Bonet's daughter? Oh my God, looks better than she was." I don't, the dude, was that I rings a bell for me too. But it was it couldn't it wasn't us though. No, it wasn't. Damn, us. I don't. Oh, you know what it was? It was fucking Luke Cage. Never mind. It was. Oh, yeah. It's exactly what it was. <laughs> it was Luke Cage. The dude. Always the dude's forward. been in prison forever. And he was like, he was like, oh man, Lisa Bonet, man, come on. And he was like, shit, but how long you fucking been in here? Have you seen her daughter? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's right. Nice. Good call. Um, this week, two Chicago television stations were hijacked by an Ooh. unknown pirate dressed as Max Headroom. Still yeah. haven't figured out who that guy was. It's That's about awesome. Fifteen minutes worth of. Uh, Hijacked airtime. That's There's a, a big part of me that really wants to, at, like, one day cover, uh, you know, the combination of, like, phone freaks, early hackers, and, like, TV jackings, like the Mac, Max Headroom incident, because I think it's fascinating. Yeah. That's totally. a callback that. to a Crypto Geekology question. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think you asked it, Caleb. 
Yeah, Did that's I? right. Oh, yeah. It's one of those been. things that sticks out in my mind as like those, one of those weird facts. Max mm-hmm. got a nod mm-hmm. in this movie, too, so... Yeah, he does. Yeah, too, actually. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and Madonna released a compilation album entitled You Can Dance, which I thought was really weird. I mean, she'd only been... I guess she but she had five years of albums already and had a compilation album. Hmm. That's super strange. That's business. In 89? Yeah. Huh. Why is that strange? Five albums? That's a lot of music. I don't know how many albums. That's just my guess. I didn't look that up, but uh, so don't quote me on it. But, I mean, it's still, like, 89, you already have a compilation. It's kind of... For real. But she's Madonna, yeah, man. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. I know. She put I out know. a lot at once. Yeah. <laughs> and she had a lot of number... <laughs> and she had a lot of number ones. Yeah, you know, did. so it's uh, easy to... I took a lot of number ones. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I hate all of those you. years. <laughs> all of you I hate. Um, so I want to ask, like, what... Quickly, like, what are your... What's your memories here? Let's start with Alex. Like, what's, what's your first memory of dealing... Of watching uh, this film? Back to um, Future 2 catching it on television one day where I watched I watched all three on like I don't know maybe like a Sunday or something like that uh when I was younger they were fine uh when I was a kid I wasn't like I like them better now that's for sure um I've never been like the biggest back to the future fan um just because it was just a little bit before my time um but watching this movie back then I think the only thing that really stuck out to me was uh a lot of the a lot of the weird future tech that I thought was so cool, like hoverboards and self-lacing shoes and trash bundles full of laser discs. You know, I noticed that for the first time this this watch through. Really? That's that was the thing that stuck out to me too because I was like, why are those CDs so big? I didn't know what a laser disc was, and then I saw it today, and I was like, oh shit, look at that. But yeah, that's I didn't I didn't really grow up with this movie like a lot of other people did, but I watched it again earlier today and. I'm into it, man. I like it a lot. It held up pretty well. Yeah. I have the same thing. Like, I watched it on TV a million times, and when I got older, I was like, you know, I need to own this film. And, and it's, again, one of those things that, as a, in college, where I was like, I got, you know, you watch it on DVD, and you there's parts that you miss on TV. They're cut out, mm-hmm. or oh yeah, there's bad ADR to remove curse words and stuff. <laughs> and uh, it's so much better to watch this on DVD with no commercial breaks and all that stuff. And it changed my... Viewing of it, and I love all of them in, Man. in their own weird ways. Some and there's there's like a lot more cursing in this movie than I ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, um, like it's not like it's not like a um, like a Tarantino flick or anything. But holy shit, man! Like there's a good number of good number of shits in there. Yeah, good number of shits. I don't think they do anything else. No, yeah. maybe some goddamns. Yeah, but because I remember being surprised by the language. <clears throat> it's like, oh, well, that's. I always remember this being a very clean, you know, very yeah, family friendly, for, for yeah, TV. TV. But that you're right. It's I always watched it on TV. It yeah. was mm-hmm. a TNT special. I am I'm now such a snob. I will watch nothing on TV. If it's a you're thing. just a snob in I general. We've uh, what about this. you, Colin? Because we kind of heard what Jamie had to say right there. <laughs> so um, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I, wow. I, I, wow. <laughs> wow. Damn. Mansplaining at its finest, girls. <laughs> I love. I get back. I to love this. This. Um, I love the you know the the saga you know the the trilogy, but this is my least favorite for some reason, and I, I enjoyed going back to it, um, but it made me want to watch three because for some reason, uh, I you know I really enjoy one, but I re- I liked three better than two. So you know, which is we, so surprising is because the train is so cheesy, <laughs> and is. yet the third one is hands down better than the second one. 
Yeah, this is probably my 15th or 20th watch through on this, and I realized um, that this is the second act, you know, of a three-parter. Yeah. And the second act is always just... The worst. It's just setting up for the third. You know, it's it's, it's teeing up the ball uh, to get you to the ultimate destination. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, so that's, this movie fails as well, far as, like, having any kind of good resolution. And I was, you know, I was, granted, I was nine, I was in a movie critic, but I do remember it starting fast and ending on mm-hmm. a, the huge cliffhanger. And, and, and in between, there's some good stuff, but it was just like, you know, it's, it just leaves you hanging and I don't know. Anyway, I, you know, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed going back through it and, and we'll talk about all that sort of stuff, but it's um, it's my least favorite of a, of a beloved trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? You're allowed to speak now. Oh, thank Ooh, you. Geez. So magnanimous Man. of um, you. Yeah, just really quick, really quick. Yeah, I was going right? to say, really quick before you do that, Jamie, um, if you'd like, Caleb, I'll send you some uh, some plans for how to build a doghouse later. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'll send you some free porn. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to need it, my friend. All of it. There's this thing called the internet. I'll tell you all about it later, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway. I'm, dude, I'm looking at pictures of Zoe Bonet still. I know exactly. <laughs> oh, I know how the internet Lord. works. I'm still doing that. So it's the worst. <laughs> so what, Caleb? I'm interested. In what your do you thoughts. want to know? Oh, are you? Are you now really interested in those thoughts? Huh? Uh-huh. I don't. I I think it's terrible. It was a really boring movie. The first what twenty minutes or so where they go back. Well, they go to the future, mm-hmm. um, and you've got that meet up with his son and the, you know the hoverboards and all that kind of stuff. Like that's the iconic memorable part of that movie that's the second half is where it falls apart the the second three quarters is where it falls it's like who the hell cares when they go back and he's getting shot at and then yeah the first 15 20 minutes of that movie is all i really needed yeah and then the last 10 minutes so that you can find out that it's setting up for the third one yeah, I think it's where most people remember the first part and uh-huh. forget the rest. Yeah. And then everything else in between, which I think is really funny because the shoes came back and the hoverboards are a big deal. Like the the future stuff is what everybody talks about, mm-hmm. but the rest of that movie is totally it just falls to the wayside. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? Um, I'm going to differ from everyone here because this is my favorite one of the trilogy. But no. I think I'm just a I think I'm still just a kid. I haven't grown up yet, guys. Um. <laughs> I, I this was my favorite. First of all, Back to the Future in general. Um, when if you would have asked me from ages eight to sixteen, Michael J. Fox was my favorite actor, um, and it was because of Back to the Future. And I had a bunch of like it was a thing where my parents would buy me other of his old movies, um, Secret of My Success and Doc Hollywood. And like I still have all those movies and love those movies the hard way. With James Woods, I go down there. I love those movies because Michael J. Fox was my favorite actor. Um, I I love Back to the Future too. I love the whole trilogy though. Um, but um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much my memories of it as a kid. Is I didn't I I watched it quite a bit, and this was always my favorite. And the futurist, the future stuff was why um, for sure. But I also always loved the whole thing at the um, when they're back in 1955, and you have the events of the first movie taking place kind of in the background of what's going on in this. Like that's the, I like that part. I think that's really cool. 
Yeah, you don't even need to watch the first movie. <laughs> not really. I mean, not really. You don't need to watch the 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 end of it. I think that's cool. You guys don't like that that the whole the event the first movie is kind of happening in the background of no, this. No, that's great. I I, cool. I, think that's I so like cool. this movie better than the third one. I will tell you that right me now too, because man. I hate cowboys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Old West doesn't resonate with me either. So I don't think no. that the third Ooh. one. I don't. I don't love it either. But um, yeah. So that that's me. I like endings, so for me. Yeah, the the ending is <laughs> is awful. The ending is awful, and it's just out of nowhere. Oh, like it's just kind of whoa! It's it's done. You just you just like that it ended. No, well that that was helpful, <laughs> but no, I I really like that. Like that Doc had the forethought to write the note and have. I mean, God. The Postal Service, this is never going to happen. Western they would, yeah. yeah, They're yeah. not going to show up at a time and place mm-hmm. and, and then be totally satisfied when the guy's like, I can't talk to you right now. I got to go. She's like, no, we've been waiting for like a hundred years yeah. to deliver this letter to you. Uh, but I do, I kind of like that. I thought that was kind of fun that, you know, he knew the time and place exactly and he made sure to write the note and that Western Union delivered it to him out in the middle of nowhere. And we're like, hey random person with no ID and no explanation. Here's the letter that I'm supposed to give you. Yeah, that's true. Um, should have an ID. You should at least have some photo identification on it. Okay, so there were plot holes, but the idea of it, I, I really liked. So, I thought it was kind of fun. I, that that kind of, that jogs my memory. I re- and Now I do remember watching this in the theater because you're, you're talking about the ending, no. and I do remember walking out pissed because I didn't know there was going to be another one. <laughs> like, oh, really? I gotta wait another year or whatever it was to, to watch the next that one? That does uh-huh. suck. Well, didn't they film yeah. them back to back, like literally at the same well, time? Yeah, we'll get into that because okay. your memory is flawed. Um, if that is, if you really did see it in the theater, oh, because yeah, you, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. All right, so let's, let's get in, let's get into the plot. We've talked about our impressions overall in a general sense, but let's talk about the plot. This movie is kind of complicated <laughs> if you haven't seen it before. So I'm just going to we're going to talk about the plot all the way through, no real interruptions, and then. Mm-hmm get into some other stuff. So, on October 26, 1985, Dr. Emmett Brown arrives in his flying time machine and persuades Marty McFly and his girlfriend, Jennifer Parker, to come back to the future with him to help their future children because they're in trouble. Biff Tannen witnesses their departure. They arrive on October 21st, 2015, so about a year ago <laughs> in our timeline, which is really weird, where Doc electronically knocks out Jennifer and leaves her asleep in an alley, explaining that she should not have too much information about future events, because no one should know too much about their own future. And yet he was like, hey, bring her along. It's totally fine. Yeah, we'll get to why that happened. Uh, anyway. He explains uh, in he, the car. Yeah. He has Marty pose as his own son to refuse to an offer to participate in a robbery with Biff's grandson, Griff, thus saving both uh, of Marty's other children from, or both of the children, period, of, from prison. Because it turns out his sister tries to break him out of prison and it doesn't go well, so then they both get life in prison or something like that. <laughs> um, so Marty switches places with Marty Jr., who's an idiot. Uh, yep. And re- refuses Griff's offer, but Griff goads Marty into a fight using the classic "Are you chicken?" Uh, taunt, which always gets Marty to Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. that is okay. the most frustrating part of all these movies. Is that is it's that overused in this one for sure? It's so overused in all of them, and the third one too, though. Yeah, it stops being I... funny after the, like the third time it happens. Right, but you it, know, it's so real, like. 
some people just have those triggers that it yeah. doesn't matter how yeah. many times they get triggered. They it, they never recognize it in themselves, and they always fall for it. Right. Unless you're trying to fix the fucking future, then you get over <laughs> it and leave. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. Before rejoining Doc, uh, Marty purchases an almanac containing the results of major sporting events from 1950 to 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc discovers it and warns Marty about attempting to profit from time travel. But before Doc can adequately dispose of the almanac, they are interrupted by the police, who have found Jennifer's incapacitated body in an alley and decide to take her to her home in 2015 in this future timeline because, her, of course, her DNA matches. So they're just like, oh, we'll just drop her off at home. She'll be fine. They don't take her to the hospital or anything. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Doc and Marty pursue the police, as does Biff, uh, who has overheard their conversation. Old man Biff, I should point out. Yeah. Uh, and picked up the almanac, which Doc discarded. Jennifer wakes up in 2015 home and hides from the McFly family inside a closet as she overhears that her future self's life with Marty is not what she expected due to his involvement in an automobile accident um, when they were in high school. She because witnesses he got Marty being good. Yeah, well, gosh. Yes, yeah, so the chicken thing comes back. So mm-hmm. Twice <laughs> in this scene. Twice in this scene, by the way. <laughs> right. Uh, being goaded by his. So she witnesses Marty being goaded into. Uh, into his co-worker Needles. Can we just call him Flea? Like, yeah, we don't need it. Yeah, we'll call him Flea from Flea. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, into some sort of shady business deal. I've never been able to figure out like what that is. They don't explain it. It doesn't need to be explained. Uh, which leads Marty to f- being fired. Because, his, of course, he's being surveillanced by his boss. I mean, this is 2015. That could totally happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, attempting to escape the house, she encounters her 2015 self, and they faint. Which is an important point because at that point Doc thought that maybe the universe might end if you met your future self. Not the same, not not apparently what what can happen. That's good. Otherwise the movie would be over. Be <laughs> but he does run um, through those scenarios when they're talking about it. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so while Marty and Doc attend to Jennifer, Biff steals the time machine and uses it to travel back to 1955 and give the almanac that Marty was going to take back himself to his younger younger Biff to get rich while betting and then returns to 2015 before they even know what's happened. Uh, (laughs) I just don't get, I don't get why. Like he's so old already. Like what the fuck is he profiting by giving his younger self the almanac? Like, so he comes back to the future and can be rich, but can't really enjoy it. I think he thinks that maybe it would change his life. Maybe, you know, and then he comes back and look and looks exact. I mean, I don't know. So here's what sense. I've been thinking about of that. There's a point at which when he comes back out, he's very he seems very injured. Yeah. Like like he's hurt for some reason, even though he shouldn't be. They never explain um, that, do they? No, and I unfortunately I didn't I was rewatching it today with the commentary on, and I didn't get to that part. I was like about hmm. fifteen, twenty minutes from getting to that part and I and I couldn't. Um but my I have this weird suspicion that perhaps the timelines were what well, the timeline was failing at that point. And it was changing over into the new Biff timeline, and he was actually—he may have been dying. He, like the Biff in the alternate 1985 timeline, might not have lived to be that old. All right. The mm-hmm. the internet says the short answer is that his pain was caused by having changed the future enough to erase his own existence. Wow! Called it. There you go. There we go. Hmm. Dark. Um. 
Right. So, okay, so he goes back in and he gives it to his his younger self in 1955, Biff does. Marty, Doc, and an unconscious Jennifer return to 1985, unaware of Biff's actions. They don't know that he's given the almanac. The 1985, which they return to, has drastically changed. It's a new timeline. Biff has become wealthy and corrupt and has changed Hill Valley into a chaotic dystopia, which, why stay in Hill, in Hill Valley? I don't understand. Right? Um, <laughs> Marty's father, George, was killed in 1973, and Biff has forced Marty's mother, Lorraine, to marry him and given her a horrible boob job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Doc has been committed to an insane asylum in this timeline, and so Marty and the previous timelines, Doc, decode evidence that 2015 Biff took the time machine to change 1985 and Marty learns from 1985 Biff in this timeline <laughs> that he got the almanac on November 12th, 1955. So Biff attempts to kill Marty, but Marty flees and they return to 1955 with Doc and Einstein. With the best line in the movie. Which is? When he gets back in the time machine and he says, Doc, you're not going to believe it. we got to go back to 1955. I don't believe it. Like That's my favorite line. That's my favorite line. And, and I love the fact that Duck says, you know, wow, that that week or whatever must be some sort yeah. of pivot point in the space-time continuum. Or it's just coincidence. <laughs> oh, is that what he says? Okay, I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't pick that out. Yeah. Um, Marty secretly follows the 1955 uh, young Biff and watches him receive the almanac from his 2015 self. And then he follows him to the high school dance, being careful to avoid interrupting the events from the previous visit in 1955. Marty and 1955 young Biff steal the almanac back and forth, but Marty and Doc finally retrieve it and leave Biff to crash into a manure truck yet again. Uh, Love it. Yeah. I hate manure. He spits it out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, it's good. It's good. It's probably a brownie or something. That's what mm. I was thinking about. And, he, and they, they tie that stuff together because in the first movie, he uh, crashes the manure truck as Marty's evading him on the skateboard, the old skateboard. And this yeah. one, he's kind of evading him on the hoverboard. Yeah. I love that part cool. where old Biff is like, this something seems really familiar Something's about really this. familiar about this <laughs> right now. That is yeah. good. Yeah. Um, before they can return to 1985, the machine, uh, time machine is struck by lightning and disappears. And then a Western Union telegram uh, immediately arrives and delivers a letter to Marty. It's from Doc, who explains that he was transported back to 1885. Uh, Which they show, they foreshadow that throughout the movie. Oh, a couple so times. much! I mean, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Uh, they talk about it when, when they go to the alternate timeline. You see the history of, of Biff Tannen, and they talk about his oh, great great grandfather yeah, yep. in 1985. Uh-huh. Mad Dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but and but the the um, device, whatever it is called, uh, malfunctions. I think twice, maybe three times when they're traveling back and forth. Flux capacitor? No, the the, yeah, the date thing. Like it, it flashes oh. eighteen eighty five, and he like he whacks it a couple times. He's like, I gotta fix. Oh that. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It goes to. It, that's why he goes to eighteen eighty five is because one of the times it malfunctions, it changes to January first, November, of, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, January first huh. of eighteen eighty five. Yeah. Nice. Um, so Marty races back into town to find the nineteen fifty five Doc who had just helped the original Marty return to eighteen nineteen eighty five. Shocked by Marty's sudden appearance, he faints, and then we have the credit scene. And in the in all of the releases, including the theaters, they had already shot enough of the third film to create a trailer, and so it rolled after the the title comes right. up again. They oh, roll, awesome. yeah, 
So wait, why, why did I misremember preview. that then? You said I misremember because they roll a preview right after the end. The, not even the end credits. Yeah. Just like a, no, I, no, they show. I remember seeing that. I remember seeing oh, that. Okay. Be disappointed that I had to wait for a year. But he gotcha. still had to wait. Yeah, he was yeah. still upset about waiting. Right. right. It wasn't a full especially, year, though. especially because that trailer, especially because that trailer that rolls at the end of that is like pretty. It makes it seem like that movie is is done. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, it, and then it says at the at the bottom, it's like coming in, you know, whatever, nineteen ninety, and it's like, oh, you, fuckers. <laughs> yeah, came out in eighty nine, but yeah. So that you're at the well, end the of third your movie synopsis, would be right? Yes, I'm. So um, that made me think about: did they ever close the loop in the first one with what happens to Doc in the in the past? Like, what do you Doc mean? Is, Doc in the past is just left. Oh, he's always Doc in the past, though, right? Because he had to convince he had to convince Doc that he knew how to travel, how to um, time travel, right? That was always old right. Doc. In the, in the first right. film, yeah, that's old Doc, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Eighty-five or uh, I 85 just Doc. correct. See, I get by with uh, Back to the Future movies because, like this one, I enjoyed watching so much today because I just look at it as a shitty version of like a like a live action rendition of an episode of Rick and Morty, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. a good way to look at it. In twenty, really is. Except for there's no burping constantly, which is good. No, but there there is calling people by their first name incessantly. Oh, it is true. That is true. That is, that, that is why true. Rick Sanchez does that shit in Rick and Morty, man. I'm convinced of it because every fucking other word is, oh, come on, Marty. We got to do blah, blah, blah. Come on, Marty. Come on, Marty. Mm-hmm. Come on, Doc. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, just like, do you not, you guys not fucking know each other? Do you have to constantly remind each other of your first names? Yeah. They mentioned in the commentary for this film that they, there was so much exposition they had to do that they, when... They go to the future, and Marty's parents show up, Lorraine and uh, and uh, George, who is not played by Crispin, Crispin Glover. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, that they basically use that sequence when Marlene comes down the stairs and opens the door to explain everything that's going on in 2015. Oh, right, um, yep. It's just a... <clears throat> just kind of like... She's barfs out, of the mouth. yeah, the plot. Yeah, <laughs> the whole plot, so... It's, well, somebody's got to do it. Yeah, and, and that's and that was his point in the in, in the commentary. Somebody has to do it, and we haven't really done a great job up to this point in the film. So here you go. Well, we were talking about <laughs> dementia during the pre-show, so maybe she just has dementia, and she oh, just says that every it's possible every time they see her. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk about how the almanac that stores fifty years of every sports event ever is like the size it's like, of a tray? It's like ninety pages. pages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like no, that thing would be massive. Yeah, and that that always kind of that's always been something that every time I see that, it's like there's no way there's 50 years. It's got phone book paper. Results. It's that th- really super well, thin paper. <laughs> clearly, I wrote it and only cared about the important sports, which were like three of them. <laughs> they so. mentioned that it has football, college football, race horse racing, mm-hmm. and it has boxing in it. Baseball. I mean, it's got a yeah, baseball, it a basketball. He does have a baseball guy and a basketball guy. And I mean, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, how hard could it be to be like 1989? This person won. 1999? This person won. Like, it's just a list, right? You've never seen. You've clearly never seen a ladies. sports almanac because those those well, bastards are. I told are you, thick. I wrote this almanac, Colin. So <laughs> they are. It thick. does make you me need a box for the film. Now that we're thinking about it, it does make me want like just to buy a dust cover that looks like the almanac and throw oh it around one of my books in my room. Oh yeah, yeah I love how they explain really dust cover too it during has a the dust cover on um, it. Yeah. in the future. 
This is called. Yeah, and that whole scene with just explaining what the dust cover is is only to to set you up for when right. they get the fake out with a dust cover later mm-hmm. on in 1955. Ooh la la. <laughs> yeah. Ooh la la magazine. God damn it. <laughs> I love how Marty uh, too. Uh, he says when they're when they're in the the alternate 85, he's all he's pissed because Biff stole his idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 He stole my idea. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It does. There's so many. Like, it's. I was gonna ask you guys in the beginning, like, what you would do with this information, but we all know what we would do. Just get rich. Same thing. Everyone. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. But do it smart. Oh yeah, I would tell myself like, invest in Google, for sure. Mm-hmm. On the on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. Get in with ten ten k. Just front front that yeah. money. Front the money. Yep. Front the money from somebody else. Sit back and relax. Stand back. Yep. Not even just be a silent member of the board, or Apple, or Apple. Yeah, Apple would be good. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. I wasn't ca- old enough to invest in either of those companies when it would have mattered. <gasps> yeah, let's talk about oh, the shit. cast real quick because they're a huge part of this film and its yeah. success. Michael J. Fox, obviously, as Marty McFly, Marty Jr., and the aforementioned Marlene McFly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super. I was off. noticing Michael J. Fox's brilliance when he was in the cemetery. For trying to search for his his father's grave, and he like mm-hmm. he's like running in, and he like trips up the, up a hill that's not there, you know. And he's just frantic, and he's just he's he was a really like he was spot on in that era. Like he was a great actor. He like he really pulled you into his roles, Heck especially yeah, into these. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Michael J. Fox fan. I I, I loved that show he did. It it was in the Spin City. Yeah, Spencer. Um, oh, that was such Love a good show. show. Such a That's good a show good with show. him in it. And he had to quit that show because of his um, um, Parkinson's. <coughs> mm-hmm. And the other thing to remember is he was uh, Alex P. Keaton on Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Wow, I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 91. Yeah, no, he worked oh, around. That was it right for after a really this. Really long wow. time. That's insane. 91. He would have only been like he would have only been like 30. He was 29. But how? Yeah. But and go. he but he did Spin City till 2001. Like that's crazy that it was that he kept kind of kept it a secret for so long. Kept it a secret till well, 98. It wasn't a secret. Well, it was a secret publicly, but he worked around it for a long time. They did a lot of special shooting, uh-huh. and they made. Um, allowances for his care you know just like they would for a woman who was pregnant you know they give her bigger bags or you know shoot from the waist up or whatever it is they did the same kind of stuff with him they would you know do shorter shots so that he had a chance to you know work with when he was in control and when he wasn't of the shaking and stuff it's if you look at like documentaries and interviews with him it's really interesting yeah i like uh they, I mean, he was on the one of the most successful sitcoms of the '80s, and mm-hmm. then the first film came out, and he just blew up. and And he, when he found out that they were going to make a sequel, it wasn't like they had signed up um, for it in his contract. But Zemeckis, the director, Robert Zemeckis, and Bob, uh, oh gosh, what's his last name? The writer, I can't remember his name right now. Um, and Steven Spielberg was executive producer when they when they found out. They, they said, okay, we're gonna, we'll do a sequel for you, Universal, but we have to get Marty and... Or we have to get, we have to get uh, Michael J. Fox and we have to get Christopher Lloyd. And when they... when they Kind of like when both halves figured out that they were kind of holding out for the other ones, they all said yes. Nice. Um, mm. So they all wanted to work together. Yeah, the chemistry obviously. is great. 
yeah, Christopher Lloyd as Emmett Brown, like this to me, I mean, he's been in, in Taxi and, and whatnot and, and mm-hmm. other things, but this is it's... this is the guy that I come back to. Mm-hmm. Every time you see Christopher Lloyd, you see Doc Brown. I mean, that's just yeah. that's just what it is. I, would... I used to confor- confuse when I was really, really young. I used to confuse uh, Christopher Lloyd and Christopher Lambert. Oh. <laughs> not, not the same guys. No, <laughs> not at all. I would give this man a hug so big if I was to see him in real he's life. Great. He's oh. such, he's, he seems like such a sweetheart. He seems like he's, and he seems brilliant too. Like just com- oh, yeah. comic, mm-hmm. comedic genius. Mm-hmm. So interesting thing for this film in in the first one, he's in old man makeup the whole time because he's supposed to be in his sixties. Oh um, yeah. Until okay. they go back to nineteen fifty five, you know, then he's not his, his normal age. I think he was in his forties or something when this. Oh, is out. that why they do the whole like peeling his face off thing? Yeah, because nice. from a me- uh, from a makeup standpoint, they realized that they that putting him in the makeup chair every day for the rest of this film was going to be costly, and it doesn't make a lot of sense because they'd already written three, so they already knew that he was going to fall in love, and so it'd be kind of creepy to have a sixty-year-old man falling in love with a thirty-something-year-old school teacher. Wait, huh. they yeah. they like wrote they wrote three when they wrote one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we're not covering three today, but I will say this, and I'll probably say it on that episode as well. The funniest thing I ever heard from the commentary because I watched all three of these movies when I was sick with the flu once with the commentary on, and the the one thing for three that I took from it was that somebody wrote to um, the writer and said, "Hey, I'd really like a spec script. You don't have to give me the whole thing, just the outline for three, because I'm in the middle of writing four. What? And he said he didn't respond, but he really wanted to because you know he couldn't contractually respond mm-hmm. and say anything to this guy. But he wanted to respond with, "There will not be a fourth film." <laughs> this was the last. Dear one. God, there shouldn't have been a second or third. But what? Wait a minute, <laughs> Jamie. I mean, one is the man. best. One is the best. No one doubt. One is the best. See, why can franchises? Why do they have to be franchises to make money? Like. There this is no one of the first franchises, more. though. That's true. Really? really? Yes. Other than Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, Star you had, like, James Bond, and... I mean, yeah, there was other They're stuff, not as prevalent in, the, in this day. Not a lot of stuff being yeah. written as a trilogy, though. I don't right, think. This is an action comedy. Yeah. Well, and clearly they wrote the arc through from the first one. If yes. they had already written the third when the first aired, then that's... Yeah. Universal had committed to two more films after this, and and to save money, this is also, from my understanding, one of the first films to shoot consecutively. Huh. It, just, it right. saves a lot of money. So, Fine. what's Christopher Lloyd up to these it. days? Thank you. What's what's he doing these days? Uh, he does a lot of VO work. Actually. Yeah, he really does okay. a lot of cartoons and stuff. Yes, oh, okay. and he's really good at them too. Makes sense. Yeah, Makes it's you know he comes back and he's always willing to put on the Doc Brown stuff. Uh, when he needs to. I think he was on Jimmy Kimmel um, a few months ago. Oh, nice. Him and uh, Michael J. Pop. How old yeah, is he? They did. Do you know how old he is? Is he in his uh, se- late 60s, 70s? Christopher He's got to be in his early 70s. He's currently 78. Yeah, 78? Wow. Oof. Yep. Man. Yeah, he's still got it, though. Fuck. That much. 2016, I swear to God, if you take Christopher Lloyd before you're over, <laughs> I'm out. Oh. I'm out. We are uh-huh. in a fight, 2016. Swear to God. So two and three came out seven months apart. Yeah, it's pretty fast. That's insane. Yeah, that's cool. unheard of. Actually, that never happens. No, not. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why they could put that preview in. They were basically done. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at least with enough footage to yeah. cut a full, you know, sixty second trailer in for for a third film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do Ben. So uh, then we got Thomas F. Wilson as Biff Tannen slash Griff Tannen. Uh, I mean, both old and new Biff and alternate Biff. This guy went through so much makeup. It's oh crazy. God, yeah. <laughs> it made really made me appreciate though watching this again, like how how well like he really makes. He makes a lot of this movie work because of how good, like old Biff, like he does a really good job of convincing, you know, like he has the the, um, the posture, you know, and the make the make is decent enough. But um, he seems like a really good actor. But then, what is, what else has he done? Um, he's done a lot of TV, has but he? you're right. Like for some reason, this film like typecast him. Okay, I feel. You know what he does now? He's a he's a, a painter. He does uh, he does pop art paint. It's like his passion. I oh, saw really? a thing on him recently. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also acts man, too. Get it. He does act. He's in a movie coming out next year, I believe, and he's on a sitcom right now. I think as well. Okay. Does anybody else like what he's did, or does it, or do people think he's horrible? Because I think he really does a great job in these movies. Oh no, he's great. He sold it pretty well. Yeah. I think it's kind of tragic that he's not. He wasn't. He didn't have the career after this you know that to right. launch him into some sort of mega status yeah that's kind know? of my point i think he did, he did a really good job those shows a ton of range within all the roles of biff and griff and everything yeah but he's a jerk in all of them and i think <laughs> typically you know what i mean uh, sure. i feel like typically well, in hollywood once you're typecast as a jerk is really hard to come back mm-hmm. from that yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um i would say most of the people who like did were in exceptionally huge movies uh if they played the bad guy you're not as many of them went on to do other shit. Yeah. Or something like that, right? Exactly. You yeah. don't get a lot of versatility after that. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think it's, it's not fair. It's not it's not fair at all. Um, and we got Leah, Leah Thompson as Lorraine Baines McFly. She's always good. Like She also has a lot of range and mm-hmm. is just stellar. She's not as good. She doesn't have as much time, screen time as she does in the first film, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know. Rocking those fake boobies, <laughs> those plastic plastered so on, fair. useless, horrible. And how creepy is it that he's like, "Mom, you're so." He keeps looking. Yeah, big. Look at his eyeball. big. She, it doesn't even phase her at all. She's just like, "Whatever, no, Whatever, I have to keep going with the sentence that I already have." In it's because they live. It's because they live in my personal favorite timeline in the series, which is the horrible 1980s <laughs> dystopia. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. If any person. Man, woman, child looks at me and says, Mom, you're so big. I'm like, oh, hell no. What did you just say to me? Like, are you kidding me? She's clearly a broken woman. <laughs> she just keeps talking. Yeah, when she starts doing the, uh, the, the explaining why she was wrong. And right, that, I was right. just like, oh, please, no. Like, no, no, I was wrong. He was right. Da, da, da. Yeah. Oh, battered woman syndrome. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why? Jamie's shaking her head. Why do we allow this to be pervasive in our film culture? <laughs> well, it's, it's exaggerated so that we know this is bad. Is it? Yeah. Is it, Caleb? <laughs> do you know? Uh, yeah. uh, so then we got Elizabeth Shue as Jennifer Parker, uh, which is Marty's girlfriend and future wife. She's actually a replacement for Claudia Wells in the first film, which I totally didn't catch again. Until I was doing research for mm-hmm. the show. Yeah, I remember that. Um, apparently, she turned down the role because her mom... Uh, or, sorry, Elizabeth Shue... Uh, no, sorry. Claudia Wells turned down the role 
because her mother was ill. And so they just recast Elizabeth Shue. I mean, they had to reshoot some of the stuff at the end of one, but they did it like shot for shot. Like there's only a couple errors. I think there's one had to do with Marty didn't have a wristwatch on in the first film, but he does in this. Yeah. Cause this opens with basically like the, the final five minutes of, of, of the first movie is the open of two. Yeah. Like them in the, in the driveway and doc pulls up and yeah. And Marty's got his new truck and Biff's now like the, the McFly Butler. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His uh, personality, their personalities are flipped as far as mm-hmm. subservience yeah. goes. It's great. Uh, and then, and then James Tolkien as Mister Strickland has a quick bit part in this, which is mm-hmm. also a very funny sequence. He's only With seen in the yeah in the night, alternate nineteen eighty five where Biff is kind of the the ruler or whatever. Could you could you please, Caleb? just for everyone refer to it by its official name which is best timeline <laughs> yeah in the best timeline he's got like uh the best <laughs> what do they call Lord. them the, when they wrap the the ammo around bandolier. their chest bandolier he's got two bandoliers uh-huh. yeah. of ammo and he's got a shotgun he's about to shoot marty's nuts off <laughs> and uh, then they get a dr- oh no please don't a, a lovely drive-by happens. yeah drive-by. i love that that auto <laughs> male response on. anytime your junk is threatened and guys are just like oh your voice goes at like four degrees. Oh, please, God, don't shoot me. Well, it's a real thing. It's a real It's sensitive thing. and outside of our bodies. What do you want? But it's not going to kill you. It would. It could kill yeah. you. You could bleed, well, you could bleed, bleed out. out. And then after that, what's the purpose right. of life? What is the purpose of life? But I love the, the drive-by, and then he, he runs back out and like delivers like, you know, Three shotgun blasts down the street, randomly. Right, like After he's gonna them. catch them. Doesn't he, he calls them and slackers what? too, doesn't he? Yeah. Slackers. <laughs> Everyone's a slacker to Strickland. I think you mentioned that he's only in alternate eighty-five. He's in fifty-five as well. Well, I mean, briefly. He's drinking. They he's drinking in fifty-five. He's more. He's in oh, more. That's there's right. more screen time with fifty in fifty-five than eighty-five. I walked out. I went. I walked out of the room at that point. Yeah. I. I took a little potty break. Did you? I did. I didn't notice. I was asleep. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then Jeffrey Weissman was uh, George McFly in this film, not Crispin Glover. Um, He was asked to reprise the role. There was a disagreement on pay. It turns out there was actually a lot of disagreements on pay with Universal. In fact, Zemeckis and the other head staff um, were told by their agents to hold off on and not actually show up to the first day of filming. When it got back to Universal, there were some words exchanged. Happy um, words. Very kind, there may considerate have, words. There may have been some muscle actually called. Shut up! Um, they whoa. call their bodyguards? Um, this is alleged, but there may have been some people of, of ill rapport uh, who showed up at certain people's houses and said, you are doing this film. Um... Or things will happen to you. We're gonna wow. shoot your nuts off. And, straight like Hollywood mob shit, right? And they straight up just showed up, and and except for Crispin Glover, he, you know, the the contract is he wanted more money, and and you know that's what that's what they say that he wanted more money, and that he he didn't get it. But then he's also said on other like television programs and and radio and stuff that he had a moral problem with that. With people showing up at his house. No, no, with with, gun? with the yeah. the themes of the film. You gotta understand, Crispin Glover's kind of a weird dude. Mm. Um, he has been found like sitting on the streets of L.A. asking for money, even though he does have money. Uh, weird. Yeah. He's a weird dude. 
But he's only George. I mean, he's what he's. There's very little screen time for George McFly. In this. Well, they had to write him out basically. Yeah. Um, they put the guy who played him was in makeup, or they shot him from the back, or they had body doubles and whatnot yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, so then the last one was Flea that I was going to mention as far as main cast and. So wait, wait, can we go back to that? Uh, so th- sure, th- when sure. they when they reveal him in the future, he's upside yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're, like, mean, that you're like, you're like, because usually at that first reveal, you're like, wait, something's wrong here. But he, they just put him upside down, so you don't even think anything of it. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that was another way to hide the fact that it's not the same actor. Right. Um, what's interesting about this is from, and Jamie's in the Screen Actors Guild technically now. It's not technical. I legitimately oh. am. I have a card-carrying member, my friend. You're a SAG yeah. after member. Nice. Wow. They merged. After and SAG merged. I'm a big deal boy, so you don't know. <laughs> wow. And uh, this whole incident with Crispin Glover not being in the film and yet his likeness being used is actually uh, caused uh, agree- bargaining agreements to be adjusted because he sued Universal oh, and won. Because of the likeness? Yes. So you're not allowed to replace a character, but then... Or right? an actor, no, but, but make another person issue. look like they're them in a film now because of, of Back to the Future too. Yeah, replace Weird. an actor Damn. without their so consent they... essentially versus right. what happened Correct. with uh, Elizabeth Shue. Right. Yes, she couldn't. Oblig- she couldn't do it due to her choice. She right. backed she out. Said that's she that's yeah. okay. right. But, and that's why they got rid of Khaleesi's right hand man, that that original guy that looked like a walking <laughs> yeah, foot person. Guy. Yeah, that's right. In Game but of Thrones. They turned, yeah, they turned they turned that footman into a different man who was much more handsome and and had facial hair. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah. We're talking Game of Thrones now, by the way. Sorry. Yes. Uh, some minor cast to note: Elijah Wood, at the little age of eight years old, um, made his first appearance on film as one of the boys watching Marty play Wild Holy Gunman. Shit! How did I not recognize him? How did his giant piercing blue eyes not shoot out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Oh yeah. Uh, so wait, wait, wait. Really? We, we, we skipped yeah. Flea. Like, should we talk about Flea? Oh, but, like, yeah. he, he had, do you have any more bit parts besides this? Oh, he's been. In and why is he in this? <laughs> like, it's so weird. Wait, is Needles uh, a character in the first one? No. No. That always throws me off. Every time that scene comes up, it's like, should I be like, should I remember this Needles guy? Okay. Okay, no, good. He's a throwaway character. Flea's been, he dabbles in acting. He was in um, The Big Lebowski. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of He's been in a few other things, too. If nihilists. you look at his filmography, it's, it's got some stuff. Yeah. We are nihilists. We believe in nothing Lebowski. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> Billy Zane is in this film. He played one of Biff's gang in both 1955 and the alternate, or as Alex calls it, the best timeline of 1955. Mm-hmm. That's where I uh, noticed him in the best timeline. So I noticed him in the best time, and then I confirmed that he was in 1955 as well. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Jason Scott Lee, star of Dragon the Bruce Lee story, played one of Griff's gang from the future in 2015, which when I saw him, I was like, Oh, I know that dude. That's so cool. I can't believe he's in this film. It's, huh. it's kind of ridiculous. Is he the, you've got to have power guy? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, when I heard that voice, I was like, I know that voice. That's Jason Scott Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, so let's talk about some of the development, and that will kind of influence some of the, sc- the story discussion as well like in, in deeper. So Robert Zemeckis said that initially, like, he wasn't planned a sequel, like I said. It was a huge box. But, you know, the first one was such a big box office success that, 
Universal was like, we got to make more of these. So he agreed to it. We got the other guys involved. Um, Bob Gale was the guy who I was thinking of who co-wrote the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, I thought you said they, so, wrote, they wrote them all at once. They wrote the first one, and then when they came back for the oh, sequel, okay. they wrote two and three at the same time. Oh, I see. Okay. And that, and that had mostly to do with the fact that they wanted to save money on the production. Right. Uh, uh, so Bob Gale wrote most of the first draft by himself. This is interesting because Robert Zemeckis was busy making Who Framed Roger Rabbit at the time. Ooh. Hmm. Fun fact... You can see a Roger Rabbit doll in the antique store in the 2015 yeah. sequence. Talking Roger I, Rabbit doll. Yep. Um, it was, at first, the original draft had this being uh, had them going back to 1967, so they were going to go to the 60s. But um, like they, they just realized they were going to create weird time paradoxes if they did that. So it's easier to go actually to the future and be in the future and then and then they thought the idea of like going back to 1955 and reusing a lot of like sequences or shooting them from a different angle mm-hmm. would be really fun uh and, and i agree that I, was cool like we were saying it's it's really fun to see stuff in the background and, and they don't have to be the same actors necessarily they can use body doubles or whatever but um it's, it's just kind of a little nod each time uh so the greatest challenge was creating the, the futuristic version or vision of Marty's hometown, Hills Valley, in in 2015. So, man, they spent like a year redoing all of Universal Studios' main lot because I've been there. I've been to Universal mm-hmm. Studios in LA, and like it looks exactly like it does in. It's great. Uh, 1985. Yeah, I was about to mention that too. Like, if you've been to the the back lot where they have like the clock tower, the building, yeah. right? Yeah, I've been there too, and I actually watched recently. On Netflix, I, I was like, I'm gonna start watching old uh, Twilight Zones, and there's a oh, ep- man. there's a episode in there that that you can tell they're on that exact same lot. And I, I was like, look, I, I was watching, I was like, holy shit, this is Hill, this is Hill Valley 55, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like That's the hilarious. scene, I recognized it from the scene in the first movie when he first gets there and he's kind of walking through the town square before he goes in the diner. And uh, yeah. and yeah, I was like, this oh, is exactly okay. the same set. I, I recognized it like that. It was it was interesting. But yeah, I've if been you there watch too. a lot of Universal stuff, you'll see it all over the place. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, Do you know what's really interesting to me, by the way? Just as an aside, yeah, sure. We mentioned, um, you know, Elijah Wood and the uh, the Gunman game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wild Gunman. Um, What's interesting to me, and I am not—I have not looked this up, but I was just thinking, kind of like you know, off my own world, thinking about this for a second. Universal didn't they in eighty-seven or eighty-eight, um, or maybe no, maybe it was a little bit before that. Didn't they sue the living shit out of Nintendo over the Donkey Kong franchise? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that like around this time they had only right. just tidied that up. Really. Which is like really weird. Yeah, and it was a it was it was a humongous lawsuit. This is not like some just uh, you know anecdote of history. Like this was actually a really big deal lawsuit. Um, and I th- want to say it was Universal owns King Kong, right? Yes. They yeah, were, were those guys. Yeah, that, that, that so that would have been yep, for sure. Okay, wasn't that covered in King of Kong? No, they didn't talk about that. Are you sure? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I've seen that movie three times. Oh, yeah, no, like... I'm trying to think where I would have heard about that because I feel like I know that. Um, it, yeah, apparently yeah, but... it did end in sometime in 1980 after 1985. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I know Donkey Kong. Well, I forget when that came out because that was like so far before my time. It was like seventy fucking eight or something. 
Um, there was a there was a ruling in 1985 on May 20th, and then one on June 16th of 1986. Yeah, so this is like fresh ass off of that situation, uh, where they're featuring Nintendo products uh, in the movie, and then who? Okay, this is the, this is my last little bit here. Um, did Universal make the uh, Mario Brothers movie later? I don't believe so. Huh? I don't know. Anyway. Food for thought for later, I guess. But yeah, that, that was just something that I picked up in my head, and I was like, "Hold on, we got we got to check this out." That'd be interesting to know. Wild Gunman uh, was not a uh, an arcade game ever. Not that version of it. Wild Gunman was an arcade game, but it wasn't. It was a live action uh, like rotoscope game in the early seventies, mid seventies. Right. That one. Um, but the, one the version the they played was yeah. Is a Nintendo light gun game. Right. Yeah. For the NES specifically. And they say, like, they admit, like, that's just foreshadowing to part three. That's all that is. To show that Marty's good God with guns. Damn it. Oh, I didn't God put that together. <laughs> I didn't either. Well, until literally whole, you said that. It goes, like, to the gun range thing there in, like, you know, in the in the in, the, in, in 1885. And basically yeah. plays the game, like, live. Okay. Right. Yeah, they got a little BB gun or whatever. And no, yeah. Buena Vista produced the uh, the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Damn it. Cool, fun fact. Buena Vista was founded by Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Neat. Very good. Yep. Get it, Lucy. Get it. You're learning on Geek (laughs) Squatch this week, kids. Oh, wait. Is that correct? No, I'm thinking of... You know what? No, that is not correct. Buena Vista (gasps) is a subset owned by Disney. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I knew that. Everything's owned by Disney. My bad. I knew that. No, um... uh, Oh, Desilu. Desilu is is uh, the production company from Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, which still exists. And still, they still have movies in, that, that they do, which is kind of crazy. Anyway, <laughs> side notes aside. Um, the greatest 80s challenge... and 90s nerd culture? Come on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know, right? We're way too far out of our realm here. So production designer Rick Carter wanted to create a very detailed image with a different tone from like Blade Runner, which had come out very recently You know, compared to this yeah. film. Which... You know, Blade Runner, if you've ever seen it, it's a lot of smoke, it's dark, um, a lot of broken things, it's dirty. So they wanted to be, like, positive. And they wanted to be, like, the, the future isn't a bad place in the sense of technology, it's a bad place in the sense of the people. So um, the downtown is really nice, and, like, you can, there's fusion uh, makers for your cars, so you don't have to get plutonium, you can just dump in a whole bunch of garbage, and you can make energy that way, uh, and... You know, the technology, they got rid of lawyers, of course. Yeah, lawyers trials go really fast, right? <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson um, robot will give you a Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Ronald Reagan is uh, a robot as well, mm-hmm. which makes complete sense. I wanted him to well, open that Pepsi. I mean, we all, we all knew that. He didn't open the Pepsi. I wanted to see how they opened it. Like, they had the weird yeah. top on. Yeah, there's also apparently a deleted scene where uh, Marty pays for the drink, and he tries to pay with a $50 bill that uh, the doc gave him. But they all look at him weird because you, like nobody uses cash or even carries it apparently, and they want him to scan his thumb and pay that way. Oh, Which, funny. We're, close. Know, we're close. We're close. I was we're gonna close. say it should have worked because his thumbprint should match. That's right. His current they, self. They no, um, that's his son. So it'd be it doesn't weird. matter. Yeah, though. It, yeah, it wouldn't matter anyway. Well, um, they re they. Uh, Produced those Pepsi bottles last year for the yeah uh, they did. yeah it was oh, the, did they? 
Yeah, because yep. 2015 was what you, the year they went to. So last year there was a lot of that going on. Um, oh, that makes sense. They, Nike re- um, produced the, the self-lacing sneakers. They did those Pepsi bottles. Um, I want to say there were a couple other things that happened too um, that were kind of homages to, to this movie. Nike's sure. all over this film. Lots mm-hmm. of Nike. So how do you do? You screw it off. Like how do you take the top off? <laughs> I need to look. This I don't up. know. Let me look on you Amazon see if you can it, buy you know? them still. <laughs> you screw everything. Uh, so when writing the script for the film, Gail wanted to push the first one's ideas further for humorous effect, and Zemeckis said he wanted uh, was some, somewhat concerned about portraying the future because of the risk of making wildly inaccurate predictions, which you know, they did pretty they did. good. And we'll talk about that right. later, right? Yeah, we'll talk okay. about that later. But it's, um, it was interesting, though. It's so that was such a trip to go to see it now. We're like, wait a minute, that was last year. <laughs> yeah, uh, and shit. they actually did like talk to experts about like what might be possible um, about the future. But yeah, we'll we'll get to. Did that. you know that? Did you guys? Well, yeah. Oh, did ahead. you know that Carl? Did you know that Carl Sagan um, cited this as the best popular movie featuring time travel, the most accurate? Uh, and was listed as his favorite time travel movie of all time. Really? That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Carl Sagan was fucking down with this so movie. So they got a lot right then, huh? Amazing. That's cool. They did. Seems to be. They really did. Uh, uh, you can yeah. buy Pepsi Perfect for $88 on Amazon if you want. Oh, so that's steal. mine too. And it looks like, a, it looks like a, a screw cap, yes, Colin. Yeah, that would, that's the only thing that makes sense. It looks like those core water bottles. And you can yeah, buy. Yeah, Oh, these are Michael J. Michael J. Fox signed self-leasing Nike sneakers for thirteen hundred dollars yes. on Amazon. Did they make the self-drying jackets too? Because that's pretty rare. No, that was amazing. No, that's not self-fitting, real technology. Self-fitting and self-drying. Oh, it's not oh, real yeah. technology. Oh, you're right. You're right. They they just pulled on <laughs> strings behind Michael J. Fox. No joke. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Same I just found I just found actually. Caleb's Christmas present. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it a sword? Please don't let it be a sword. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it took. Let's talk about some production. So it took, like I said, it took two years to finish the set um, for the future area. During the, the shooting, um, the creation of the appearance of the aged characters was a, was a well-guarded secret. They kind of like broke barriers with makeup techniques for this film, so they didn't want anybody knowing how it was done. Um, they, they said it took over four hours. You know, just to get Michael J. Fox in the old man makeup, which is ridiculously Oof. long, because it doesn't seem like there's a lot there. Like mm-hmm. looking back on it now, um, that checks out. Though I mean, it's the same thing with like the Hobbit movies. They always talk about how like just sitting in for uh, dirt and garbage on their faces, and then foot prosthetics was like a four to six hour process every morning. Yeah, yeah, man, it's That's a commitment. Nuts. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so Zemeckis actually was filming kind of near, especially near the end, like both films at the same time. So they had like the main unit was was uh, out in the desert, high desert of California, filming, and then he would drive back to Burbank and work on two. Wow. Mm, well. Yeah. So especially near the end, like they were, they, they were just trying to, to film as much as quickly crank as it possible. all up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's considered one of the most groundbreaking projects for ILM, Industrial Light and Magic. It's the first time uh, they went into digital compo- compositing, uh, as far as, like, you, which is crazy. You would have thought they would have done that for Star Wars, but no, they didn't. Yeah. Um, as well as the VistaGlide motion control camera system, which enabled them to shoot, like, that whole sequence with Marty Jr. and Marty Sr. and Marlene. 
mm. um, all of whom interact with each other. Like um, the scene where Marty Jr. gets thrown over the bar in the diner and Marty takes the hat from him. That was three people that, that were required to make that scene work. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox had to be you know in the shot to the right. Then they had a guy in the same jacket take the hand off or take the hat off with his right hand, put it down off camera, and then in time have Michael J. Fox on the other side pick it up and put it on his head. Like, to get all of those in the right timing sequence yeah, is crazy right. to me. Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, the technique was also used in scenes where Thomas F. Wilson, Christopher Lloyd, and Elizabeth Shue's characters encounter and interact with their counterpart parts in 1955. Because um, uh, Christopher Lloyd has, like, has his own conversation with himself, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Where he's like standing behind the pole, not looking at him, but having a conversation with him. So that's one of my... like. So at this point, Doc knows that just interacting with yourself in different time periods doesn't end the world. So why does he still have to be like secret about it? I mean, I mean, I understand like the, but does that make sense? Like, why can't yeah. you just talk to Why can't they just talk to each other? Hey, like, hey, oh, I'm here me. doing this. Continue your thing, but I'm here doing this thing. You know, we're going to get it all fixed. Like the same thing with Marty avoiding himself in 1955. Like to me, they could have like ran into each other and, and I don't know. I think the avoiding thing isn't necessary, but, but I feel like you just don't know. It's one of those, you, you may have had incidents where they ran into each other and it was okay. And it's one of those wipe your brow. Okay. Thank God that didn't change anything. That wasn't life altering, Uh, but anything else you do could be, you don't know until mm -hmm. it happens. And then in that case you're screwed. So the other thing I think is, um, he does mention that they'll either go into shock or, you know, the world will end. So obviously, uh, Jennifer goes into shock and I think that if they were to look at each other like dead in the eyes in the face, that they would also go into shock. Mm-hmm. That is true. They, like if you shared information it. with yourself that's in the past, then suddenly that information, like, wow, that's weird. I might have a cool Fuck dream tonight. Me. I can't wait. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the, the other contributions that ILM had was the uh, the awesome holographic jaws yes shark. Mm-hmm. that shark still looks fake. still looks fake <laughs> <laughs> so good jaws 19 right yeah, yeah 19 mm-hmm. i think i would i meant to look this up um how many jaws movies there really are i know there's at least four i'm gonna do how many were there at the time though because they're definitely at in 89 they were pumping out the sequels that's why it was a joke in the movie mm-hmm. um so like they're like man if they keep up at this pace they're gonna you know um, right. And somebody did make a Jaws 19, apparently. It's supposed to take place on the beaches of the Baltic Sea. Oh, God. They made it in, of just course, Jaws 19. Nice. They should just, yep. Sharknado should be called Jaws slash Sharknado. Yeah, good you know, You know, that's that's all those should be. But Oh, okay, I'm going to take an aside. I did not plan this at all, but I must read this one-star review from IMDb. Do it. Jaws 19. Oh, Jaws 19. Yes, it's user... Uh, Z big new underscore Kryzwinski. Chris Chris Whiskey? Whatever. Yes, this movie exists, really. It has people in it, and things happen in it. And it's an insult to Jaws 4, which isn't really a very good movie, but it's miles ahead of this one. Some nitwits with far too much time and apparently alcohol on their hands in Yufa in the Republic of 
Bashkoristan in southern <laughs> central Russia, near Kazakhstan, came up with this putrid Jaws satire, obviously titled after the joke in Back to the Future Part 2, and obviously filmed on someone's cell phone. <laughs> and allegedly wow. on, a bu- on a budget of 100 rupees, which, mm. as far as of this writing, converts to exactly $1.62. What? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely worthless. This open. This opens with poor cell phone quality shots of people in a lake being swallowed whole by a car- caricature of a shark, superimposed over the footage. There's not even the stock footage of a shark, just a stupid caricature. The shark caricature can attack those on land, jump through the air to get people by surprise, attack some Russian cupcake on her driveway, and even get some guy on the toilet. Sharknado. Why are you taking it seriously, right, exactly. Jackhole? <laughs> God damn it! I hate people. Like, there's like two more paragraphs which I will not read, but uh, that was awesome. Anyway, it's disappointing <laughs> that there was never a Jaws released after Back to the Future Two. The final Jaws was released in '87, so it was like it. it was it was a joke, but yeah, it didn't it didn't continue. There have been like mm, peop- there have been films that have like kind of lived in its. Well, Wait, yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah, deep blue sea. Yeah. So let's talk about how this thing predicted 2015 and how it got it right and wrong. So it's kind of crazy how right it is because here we go. There's 12 <laughs> things that it got right. It got the rise of ubiquitous ubiquitous cameras. It got the rise mm-hmm. of unmanned flying drones for mundane tasks. There's a, uh, a drone taking news footage. The USA Today one. Yeah, yep. but the drone walking the dog, when do I get one of those? <laughs> that could happen. You could do it if you... Well, you couldn't. Mm-hmm. That's not true. But. No. Um, flat panel widescreen television sets mounted on mm-hmm. walls with multiple channel viewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exists. I thought that was the and coolest you. thing, watching that, and, you know, watching this back in 89. I was like, whoa, that's amazing. And it just hunk. ain't no thing now. Ain't no thing. But chicken wing on a string. Mm-hmm. From Burger King, baby. Um. (laughs) She's looking at me very weird. Uh, Video chat systems, like the one we're currently using to record this podcast. What? So insane. video games. Ooh. Mm -hmm. You kidding me? This is for a baby. You gotta use your hands? (laughs) It's like a baby's toy. (laughs) That was the best. That was the best, yeah. That was not um, Elijah Wood who said that. That The other kid was Elijah Wood. Yeah, screw that kid. Uh, yeah. Talking hologram billboards exist today. Yes. Wearable technology exists. Yeah. Tablet computers with fingerprint scanners. Head-mounted displays. Payment on personal portable devices. Yeah. Um, although we don't use, we talked about that, we don't use the thumbprint stuff, but that's coming. That's um, coming. I mean, technically, well, yeah. you could, my Apple account, when I try to buy something on Apple through my phone, I can use my thumbprint yep. to verify yeah, my card. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's a true yeah, thing. That's a thing. Um, popularity of 3D films uh, in the 2010s was semi-accurate. We don't use holography, but we do. You know, it's basically but the same 3D technology. 3D films that we are use a big deal to a lot of people. Yeah, it's true. I don't like them, but yeah, neither do I. I saw Lots Avatar 3D. Too. Yeah, did so too. did we. We did too. That was the only. And I've never seen Avatar. That was Avatar. the way to see it. Yeah. Wait, well. you've never seen Avatar? Nah, I'm real you're, mad at Unobtainium. I can't deal it's with that. A, it's very bad. <laughs> that part's That's bad. not the point. <laughs> nah, it's Space Pocahontas. Everybody don't, don't saw that, that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Space, space Fern Gully. Space... Uh, same oh, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Only yeah. Fern Gully was better. 
Uh, <laughs> cars and other vehicles have been able to run using fuel generated from food waste, though not through a fusion mm. reactor, as suggested the film. And no flying cars, obviously. Um, and here's some stuff that like hasn't 100% come to pass, but they're the major things that people want from this film, want from this Which is so funny because 2015. all the things that came true are like vital things that we could not imagine living our life without a mm-hmm. lot of those things. Probably, yeah. But we still and, want But those things. aren't the things that people were crying out about. No. no. What did people want, Caleb? They want the shoes. The shoes <laughs> that could tie themselves. It's called Velcro. We already had it. It's the best. Good God. It's it's still not okay for adults to use Velcro shoes, which is a shame. Um, so let's go through the shoes. Like we don't have the Nike Air Mag tennis shoes with automatic shoelaces yet. They well, did, didn't they make them? They did release a version of the Hyper Dunk Supreme shoes, which appear similar to Marty's in two, July of two thousand eight. I love how they named them the Hyper well, Dunk Supremes. And <laughs> right? Last year they that's did, the fucking they coolest did, name on. for a pair of shoes. Sorry, I'm getting there. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, okay. April of 2009, they filed the patent for self-lacing shoes, and the design looks strikingly similar to the shoes in this film. Huh. Um, I only want to be called Hyperdunk Supreme. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to change my damn name. Uh, in 2010, a fan named Blake Bevan created shoes that tie themselves, though um, Nike had a very limited... Oh, sorry, this is another one. Nike had a very limited quality of Air Mags in the same style as the movie they, st- they stated in two- 2011 that their consumer line of mag line of shoes would not feature the self-lacing feature as shown. Um, and then Tinker Hatfield, one of the shoe designers, indicated in 2014 that they would introduce shoes with power lacing technology the following year, which was, of course, 2015. But hasn't I don't think that happened because in, in March of 2016, Nike unveiled the Hyper Adapt 1.0, which is a consumer market model of the Air Mag and features the same... Oh, you know what? They did do the one in 2015, but they were extremely limited run. I do remember that now. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I know that came out. They were auctioned off for charity, Brandon? Oh. Is that correct? Yeah, well, there was... You can buy a pair on Amazon right now signed by Michael J. Fox for like $1,300. Okay. But I think you're right. Like, there was a very, very limited amount, and I think they were all sold for charity. And I think, it was like, literally it was like 10 um, Yeah. And they, all, they were all sold for charity. Um, but that's okay. But I think they worked to spec. They like, did work. They did um, work. And it's all good because November 28th of this year, the year of our Lord, Jeebus. R.I.P. Jesus. Jesus. November 28th of 2016, you will be able to buy the HyperAdab 1.0 shoe, which is a consumer market model of the Air Mag. and features the same self-lacing technology. And I don't know how much you're going to pay, but it's going to be a lot. I cannot wait for the lawsuits for the people that are like, oh my god, it strangled my foot, it tied it too tight. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to lose a foot. There's going to be some footless kid out there. A footless kid out there. (laughs) (laughs) At least going to lose his toes. Yeah, that's true. And it's going to be a he because girls aren't that dumb. Just saying. (laughs) Good to know. Good to know. Anybody, does any, any of you guys, I, I never cared for these shoes. I thought they were stupid looking. Oh, does anybody yeah. want them other than me? Hey, that doesn't, meh. Nah. No. I want the ones in the movie, that's it. Yeah. I would take, I would take a pair of them were they offered to me for free from a man on the streets. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, he's definitely. Specifically, specifically that situation. Yeah, well, that's fine though. That's part of the charm of it all. I've, exactly. I've never been into the nice shoe thing. Like, I've, I've never paid more than like $30 for a pair of shoes. 
We have no sneaker freaks up in here. Nope. That's okay. Nope. Good to know. Hmm. Uh, Sneakerheads. The hoverboard. Oh, man. So, okay, it's a skateboard that can float off the ground. Everybody knows that. And and people have tried it. You know, there was attempts to make hover boats, boat-type hoverboards, so they basically use fans to lift yourself off the ground. And one of them got to 275 meters in distance. That's pretty good. Um, some guys developed the mag board at uh, uh, the Paris Diderot uh, University. It uses a large superconductor plate and fancy science stuff, basically. But it can only it can only work on the track. It can't work anywhere else. Like, can I just fly does, anywhere? So there's those things that like it's it's like a like a two wheeled thing, the like a scooter type of thing. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I can't think of what they're actually called. Fucking what a Segway? What are you talking about? Yeah, but there's yeah. a smaller version of them that pe- people call hoverboards, and it irritates the crap out of me. But yeah. um, are you talking about the little the little fucking two wheeled toys that are like six hundred dollars? Yeah. So like, why are you getting those for fucking nine year olds? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's very upsetting. Those aren't the, hoverboards. That is at all. not a hoverboard. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Not, there's no hovering. Yeah, there's no happening. handles. It's just the base thing. I'm That's looking a, at it right now. With, it's, it's a, a base thing. Yeah. Without a stick. Exactly. Yeah. That's not a fucking hoverboard. Quit calling that a hoverboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrestrial vehicle, dog. You can't be. You can't pull the wool over my eyes. I'm. I'm. I'm woke in 2016. <laughs> but your feet are hovering. No, 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 But your feet are above. There's a. There's a. There's a word in the word that covers all the reasons why it, you cannot call anything that has wheels hoverboard. hoverboard. It's not it hovering. Has to hover. My feet are hovering. No, they're the not. Nothing can either touch side the ground. Of no. My feet. My feet are above the ground. Nothing that you are standing Damn on it. must touch the ground. No, we're not doing this. I thought we were going to talk about time paradox, not the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that in a minute. I want to get this technology. I stuff. came for the time paradox. All right, hold on. So the whole reason that the time, that the hoverboard thing is a big deal is because Robert Zemeckis said on a behind-the-scenes featurette that the hoverboards were real. And that parents would not allow kids <gasps> to have them. That's right. And therefore, Mattel got, for years, letters. Where are the hoverboards? Why can't I buy them? Why do you hate me? Why do you hate my kids? And actually, Zemeckis himself and a couple of other production members, including Steven Spielberg, got some letters as well. As well they should. Was it branded I Mattel? I want my hoverboard. Yes, it was Randy yeah. Mattel. It was, yeah, huh? It's on there. I have yeah. a little replica thing here in my hand, in my room that I got out of a loot crate. That's not branded Mattel, and now I'm kind of upset about that. It's not authentic. Uh, you got some off cast loot crate garbage. Yeah. I I have a toy machine tech deck skateboard on my desk right now that is it is pink ish, but it's not it's not a hoverboard. Screw you, because it was quantum wheels. mechanics. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> hey, my buddy works for quantum mechanics. Oh, is that the company? Oh, that's the Q figure stuff. Oh, I love the Q figures yeah. though. All right, I forgive you. Q figures. <laughs> I want that pit bull though. That pit bull. Uh, that that yeah. thing looked mean, right? It had right. The, it had the rockets on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit was yeah. straight out of a. That shit was straight out of fucking uh, like, I don't know, Neuromancer. You could Manson strap style. on, mm-hmm. strap on. But why can it hover <laughs> over water, but it can't move over the water? I don't understand that. Why does everyone in 2015 talk in really stupid accents? <laughs> Sorry, no, that's a good question. That's, yeah. Anyway, Ask like, they're all whiny. What does the baseball bat need a telescope? Because it's awesome. So you can fit it in your um, pocket. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, that's what people do in 2015. <laughs> Look, man, I have a I have a collapsible baton. It's that's like the true. same thing. That's it's true. just not it's not you know six feet long. But I mean, 
Um, so then the sports teams and the the Cubs in the 2015 scene, they Here win the World Series. Now, in the real mm-hmm. 2015, that did not happen, but... They made a run, and people thought it was going to happen. Cubs made the yep. made the playoffs last year, and it was like, it was, holy shit, people were losing their minds that it was going to happen in 2015, yeah. that the Cubs were going to win the series. They didn't. They got knocked out in the first round of playoffs, but... They did win this year, and it was pretty badass. I'm a big baseball fan, and this was a great World Series this year and did a lot for baseball. And the Cubbies won. Finally, that's fucking awesome. It wasn't a sweep, but it's still a win. It would have been. not 2015, but I'm going to count it. Mm-hmm. you got to count that. Absolutely. Consider, yeah, considering the legacy of the Cubs as a team, you, that, that fucking yeah. counts. But that was the joke, right? Abs- like, that's why, yeah. Abs- right. In 89, mm-hmm. they were making the joke about the Cubs will never win the series. Right. Well, I mean, the that's... Cubs have had... They've been on that, oh my god, woe is me, we're the loser... That's because the they didn't so win a World Series for 108 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's why. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a big deal. The Cubs, to be a prediction, that's pretty cool. That it happened within, like, a year. That's so fucking cool. Right. Although they can never play, like they're going to win eventually, but they won so close to this prediction. It's awesome. Yeah. awesome. Uh, and then the Miami Gators were their fictional um, opponents in that World Series. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, Florida had no Major League Baseball nope. teams, but they do now. They've got the Marlins in Miami, mm-hmm. and they've got the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Uh, I'm sorry, now they're just the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ain't no devil in baseball. They both suck. And so the- that's okay. The last time, so the last time the Cubs were they made a, a good run before this recent run, is was Steve Bartman, uh, was it? And I forget, I'm forgetting the year, but that's when they played the Miami Marlins in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of that's kind of interesting. That's interesting. But they could they could never play in a, in a World Series because they're in the same both National uh, League teams. Division. Yeah, both National Leagues. So let's talk about time paradoxes now. Ooh, what's Colin's your what's favorite. your yeah? You know, what's your question, Colin? What, what's the thing that's well, is it just is it as simple as what uh, you know? Doc Brown, they're in they're in dystopia, the best timeline. Yes, Doc Brown p- pulls up the chalkboard perfectly and just draws these lines, and like, is that as simple? Is, is that it? Is that does that make sense? Um, I guess that's my that's my main question. You know, traveling back and forth into the alternates and the and the, you know. It seems like almost too easy because it made perfect sense on the chalkboard, <laughs> but but is that really how it would work? That's pretty much how I understand it would work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's what I get. I love time travel. It's a cool thing. It's a, it's a cool. It's a fun thing to think about. But you also you also tend to drive yourself goddamn crazy trying to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, you know, a big a big thing of mine is the uh, supposed. We all know they just made this bullshit up like two or three years ago to sell a book, but uh, is a supposed Legend of Zelda timeline. Um, and how it splits in a couple different ways and blah, blah, blah. And once you get these alternate or, or branching timelines in any sort of like work of fiction or you know whatever else, it, it can break your mind trying to figure it all out. Um, but th- I feel like this movie dealt with it pretty well. I mean, it, it was, it was, it's complicated to explain on paper. I mean, much like you know, Caleb was doing earlier, just to sort of like give the plot of the movie, it's hard to follow. But I mean, when you're watching it, I wasn't left like confused anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's probably like little things that can happen, um, you know. If you change history, you know, go back in, in time, change history, like I'll change a little thing, it won't actually affect the future that much. Like if it's such a small thing, but in this case, when all of a sudden 
a um, you know a Biff becomes Trump in '85, you know, <laughs> then then that that's a big enough thing to then change the future where that doesn't happen. I was about to ask when we were going to address the elephant in the room. I want I want to get to that, but I also want to address what I feel is the... I mean, he's a big guy, but, like, that's... I mean, that's a little rude. Just, like, going after his, like, physical stature, Brandon. I mean, his hands are pretty pretty big compared to Trump's hands, I think. So. Anything is, I'm told. Um, let's go, I, want, I want to go back to that, but I want to talk about the timeline thing for a second. If you were to go back and change... The timeline. The thing that I that always stuck out in my craw is, wouldn't the Marty and the Doc that we know in the future no longer exist? Because they're now the people that they are in that in that timeline. Do you know what I mean? Like, like shouldn't you wake up and or whatever, and all of a sudden you're Marty McFly in Switzerland or wherever he's supposed to be in the boarding mm-hmm. school, not be the dude who's in the hotel like that, that that guy shouldn't exist anymore neither should the doc that's not in the insane asylum because that hit that timeline doesn't exist hmm. mm, i don't know hey Lost guys i'll i'll make that's sure where to, i fell asleep i'll make sure to, to send everyone um attached to this post or whatever or, or no i won't fucking tweet me if you really care about it there's a there's a back to the future wiki that has like this whole timeline explanation but, and there's graphs and it's just wouldn't oh, it's, as soon as biff it's there came back from the future in 2015 wouldn't that the marty and 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 doc that are in the future have immediate knowledge of how their that their time had changed or they would know they wouldn't be surprised when they went back to their time because by the all time right, Biff so here's the thing. Back, it would have all been changed. Here's here's the thing. First, time travel never makes sense. Secondly, <laughs> um, like honestly, and that sounds like I'm just being dismissive, but like it just it you you run into all these paradoxes and flaws where like it just doesn't make sense. Secondly, this film simultaneously sort of ascribe or subscribes to two different theories of time travel. Where on one hand, if you go back in time and alter something, it can directly influence the timeline you just came from because they're looking at time is almost like a linear mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and then you also have the idea of anytime you go back in time and change something, you create a diverging timeline. And this film is sort of dancing with both of those things, which is where I guess it could get a little shady. If you want to analyze that stuff, it kind of there's both of those things happen. Um, because if time is a is a straight linear notion, then when they go back in time uh, and, and change the events of the past and everything, no, they sh- they should either it should affect them in the future. Either they don't exist or they have that knowledge or they're in a sane asylum or whatever. Um, I just, I, I just feel like that there are a bunch of different timelines and maybe doc Brown doesn't know exactly what the fuck he's talking about. Cause <laughs> he's figuring time travel out. Right. He's you figuring I mean? out as he goes. He's not, you know, this is all brand new science. Quote unquote. Um, but let's get back to the, the elephant in the room, so to speak. And again, so the <laughs> weird Caleb. part of this film is that, they line up sort of with reality currently, and that is that we have like they never say that Biff is president in nineteen eighty five. But but they seem to allude that he's the richest man in the United States and probably mm-hmm. doesn't really necess- doesn't ha- he's more powerful than the president, I would guess. Because Because he can change laws and things mm-hmm. like that, yeah. right? He can make he made gambling he made legal. Gambling legal and the only way to do that would be to be the president or or some sort enough of money to influence all the yeah, yeah. So he's probably buying everybody off. He mentions that the co- he owns the cops at some point. 
uh, when he's when he tells Marty that he killed George. Mm-hmm. And he has orange hair. They're about the same <laughs> level of wrinkledness. Well, uh, having and... the producers come right out and said they based it on Trump, they based mm-hmm. that yeah. character in alternate 85 on Donald Trump. Well, he has casinos. I'm not saying it because I don't want to get sued. His name's man. on the building of the casino <laughs> as well. It says like, Biff seriously. Tannen. It says Biff's. It says Biff's. No, it says Biff Tannen. It says Biff Does it? Tannen okay, I thought it just said Biff's. Yeah. Uh, well, either way, I mean, it's it's you're not you're not going to get hit with a fucking libel suit because we're reporting that the goddamn director, who a writer, or whoever said that was fact. Like that's you know. Yeah, I'm positive that happened. that shit came out. Fairly recently, that that was a a thing. Um, yeah, man, go figure. But the thing is, is like you want to look at it as like this big, you know, sort of like coincidence prediction thing. Donald Trump was fucking everywhere around that time. Mm-hmm. Like he was in everything. Well, the eighties—that uh, uh, was his glory time. Yeah, and for a number of years, like he's in fucking Home Alone. Yep, Home yeah. Alone two, right? I don't think he was in Home Alone one. Nah, I don't fucking know. He's just tumbling too back He's to New York because he was in New York. He wasn't in New York in the first film. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Gail stated that th- although it was that th- it was intentional, he had based these elements of Tan's personality on Trump, who was already well-known in the late 80s for his work in real estate. So, and if you look at him, that's I mean, he looks like you could tell that they modeled him after him as far as looks go. Mm-hmm. Um, hair color just happened to match, which right. is perfect. Uh, also seems to have a thing for women who like they came out of the eighties and might be Eastern European. Like, just saying. So what we're trying to say is we don't know how you voted, and we don't really care, and we're not going to get there. But let's all just come to the to the acknowledgement that we live in the alternate timeline where Marty bought that fucking Omnimac. Oh goddamn you, Marty! We live in that. God damn so, it! Yeah. Fuck you, Marty. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Marty. That should be our new one. Thanks, Marty. Thanks a lot, Marty. Marty. Thanks, Marty. Yeah. That's a new Marty meme. Obama. Again, again, just best timeline, <laughs> best guys. Time <laughs> All right. Things are Ooh, fucking great. Like, look at Detroit. Look at Detroit right now. Damn. We're good. No, that's... <laughs> Jesus. No, that's the opposite of good, Alex. All I right, think Caleb, you can get your sword now. We got to work on the good, bad thing with you, I think. I'm not good at it, honestly, or maybe I'm bad. I don't know. Whatever it all. It's all the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the movie, which I about, let's talk about some money. Talk about the dollar dollar bills. Since we're talking about Trump, Aww. we got to talk about money because he's the best mm-hmm. at making it. So we got to talk about it. That's uh, a hell of a brand, by the way. It's a hell of a brand. He's had that same brand for the last right? thirty years. That's that's some staying power. Uh, well, okay, I will go into this. They are moving away from that brand. Does anyone else they, get sad when they think about that elementary school chart of all the presidents? And their faces and where they were, and just realize that the end of that thing has a picture of Donald Trump on it. This is what makes me sad. I get, I'm, I get a little. I'm getting depressed thinking about it. Let's, I'm let's sorry. make people happy. Let's try to make I'm people so, happy. I'm sorry. We're making America great again. Come on now. <laughs> let's do it. That's true. Making America eat sausage again. <laughs> oh my God, Alex. <laughs> so the total gross for the film domestically was 118.5 million and 213 million overseas. For a total of 331 million wor- worldwide, which in today's dollars, that's a 705 million dollar picture, guys. That's no joke. Well, no heck yeah, joke. wow, yeah. Uh, and it it was like the sixth most successful film of 1989. So, yeah, that's 
It's like third. It was a big year for movies, though. It was a huge yeah. year for Indiana movies. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade mm-hmm. came out in Batman. So, you know, sixth in 1989 as far as gross right, goes is still a huge amount of money. And very impressive. Um, but it, didn't, it still didn't match the first film. So Well, but it's a sequel. You can't imagine. I mean, what sequel has ever matched or surpassed the original? Jamie. The Dark Knight. I feel like we've been there many times. We do this every we do. week. We do. We do. We do. Alien Strikes Back and Terminator Goddamn Godfather 2. 2. <laughs> okay, those ones don't count. Those are the big ones. There's four of them the at least. The big ones out. What? Be- All right. Seriously. <laughs> Beethoven 2nd. <laughs> Shut up. Are you- uh, no, it didn't. It did. Beethoven 2nd did not do stupid better than Beethoven. Dog. Bring it on 2. Seriously. <laughs> well, you got to keep bringing it. That's the thing. <laughs> Pitch Perfect 2. Air Bud plays volleyball. Well. Air Bud died because a ball hit him in the nose. <laughs> Is that true? Just say it. Uh, yeah. Are you kidding? No, no, that's a real story. Aww. Yeah, the dog that played Air, the original Air Bud dog died because a ball hit him in the nose. More you know. Fuck, <laughs> man. There's a whole series of like 16-year-old kids who are weeping right now. Right. Seriously. Sorry, kids. What about Ernest Goes to Camp? That counts, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, God. None of those were good. Well, high School Musical too. We're gonna st- let's fuck it. We're done. You okay. know, I didn't see any of those. Okay, we're we're pretty much done. A couple <laughs> small trivia things I wanted to mention that didn't get brought up in natural conversation. One is the USA Today newspaper from 2015 in the film has a variety of made up news stories. One of which was Queen Diana visits the United States. Aw, which is kind of tragic a little bit. That is um, sad. Holy crap! It was on her to do and, and as I mentioned about the thumbprint. Uh, uh, scanning for payment they had also postulated that if that was the way that you paid there were people who would cut off your thumbs they could steal your identity and so oh my god how many movies has that been a thing yeah one of the stories was thumb bandits strike again oh that's hilarious yeah uh, and I love the idea of pulling retinas and chopping thumbs, man. It's like my oh, favorite thing. so horrible. <laughs> the eye stuff freaks me out. Yeah. Uh, and then the, most of the future cars, none of them were created for the film, I don't believe. They were just taken from, like, the back lot where they have a whole bunch of extra props. And they had, like, Blade Runner uh, cars and cars yeah. from other futuristic films. So if you recognize one of those because you're an aficionado of cars and of sci-fi, don't be surprised. Nice. Fucking Blade Runner. And um, that's it. That's all I got. Unless anybody wants to say anything else. Mm. It's been kind of a long one. So let's get out of here. And we'll be right back with some Crypto Geekology. It's back, back. y'all. What's up, guys? We're back. Time to do a little trivia. Uh, thanks for hanging in there. It's been a long one. But we're back to actual categories and actual numbers and actually mattering. No more fake points that I'm giving out for. <laughs> oh, they're fake points. Well, yeah, they're all always fake points. Don't you know. shatter my dreams, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> we decided that we're going to go throughout the, to the first of 2017 and we're going to start a new season. And so. No, but this matters. This, yeah, this sure. matters. What do we get if we win? A lot. Okay. We'll, de- we'll determine that things. later. The things. All the things, Caleb. All right. So the things. tell us, Jamie. It's going to be tremendous What things. are our categories? <laughs> it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. These things are a disaster. <laughs> so 
we have eight categories. Movie quotes, 80s, non-sports, sci-fi, comics and books, fictional lands, music, and video games. And we'll cycle through, and uh, as people get correct answers, they get to go next, right? Is that kind of... Uh, no, the way we do no. it is whoever... The first one is whoever has the lowest points goes first. Round Robin. To, yeah. Yeah, right. Worst to first. Well, we can do that, too. Whatever makes y'all happy. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, who had the lowest price? points was it brandon was on the bottom for a while but i think he no he what up y'all it's your boy alex coming in with the worst <laughs> score on the board yay alex well, yeah, I'm awesome. what are the points do we have that Rick, real quick um colin said he had it oh here yep. it is okay yep 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 all right caleb 11 colin 10 brandon 9 alex 8 so alex is up first yeah i'm doing great you guys um and and to just show you guys what i'm made of we're going to we're going to start off with, um, I don't remember what I always did to curse myself, but let's get those video games. Yeah, video games. It was fictional lands. Yeah, that was the one yeah nobody does oh, good, well okay. fictional lands. God. <laughs> video games for a million points. True or false? <laughs> Final Fantasy VII was the first Final Fantasy game to show blood. Damn, dog. Um, I hate Final Fantasy. Um, <laughs> I say I say as a guy with a copy of Final Fantasy Type-0 on my desk right God, now. God, who um, hates Final Fantasy? That was Final Fantasy VII blew up. I even played Wait, that we can one. steal, right? No, oh, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 chance, yeah, but... yeah, 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 yeah. Let me say, this is true or false, Final Fantasy VII is the first Final Fantasy to show blood, huh? That's the, that is the question. I'm going to go true on that. You are correct. Because it's the first yeah, 3D one, so what I like... You know, the first 3D. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Yeah. All the rest of them were 2D. It's the only one I played. So fair enough. And then I found Chocobo. It is. The, is it, it is the I only was like live in Chocobo Land. And then I. I'll tell you this: Final Fantasy VII is my least favorite Final Fantasy, but it is also like the only one that's remotely cyberpunk. So you'd think that I would love the hell out of it, but I don't. It's so cute. I'm a, I'm a Final Fantasy IV kind of guy. Interesting. Or eight. I like eight a lot. Is it though? <laughs> anyway. So Brandon's next. Brandon. Right. I am going to take um I'm gonna take the back to the eighties. I don't know why I do this. Back to, to the eighties. I love that whisper. <laughs> I don't know why I do this to myself, man. I like why? why I'm so bad at this game. Let's go. I have fun though. Who? Who turned down both the lead role in Back to the Future as well as the opportunity oh. to perform the hit song Danger Zone in the movie Top Gun? I knew this. Perform and I totally the it. song? Uh-huh. Who turned down? I know this someone person? else was cast as as Marty and they went a different way, but he turned it down. Yeah, I didn't wow. want to talk about it on this episode. It's too long of a thing. Yeah. Technically I'm going to... But I thought it was topical. So it is topical. I went with no, it. no, it's a great I want to guess Rob Lowe. Oh, God, I love Rob Lowe. No. He's beautiful. No, was, Colin Steele. Go for it, Colin. Matthew Broderick. No. Also a good choice. A.K.A. No. Sarah Jessica Parker's husband. Also a murderer. No, he is. He, mar- he married. He killed, killed someone. someone. He killed someone. Yeah, what a weird, what a weird man. I, can, I don't condone. I don't condone horse well, people. Okay, not murder. Manslaughter. <laughs> Alleged. God. I'm covered. Caleb. <laughs> hey, but- I don't know why Caleb is so. Caleb, are you sure you're not the Jewish one? On the show? <laughs> you're like so goddamn worried about getting worst, scared, dude. Yeah, All right, does anybody else want to go for a steal? 
Steele? No, I, 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 that's a no. I totally forgot his name, and I know, but I know the story. Corey Hart. Yeah. Oh, really? Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. Is he the dead Corey? Yes, he is the dead Corey. <laughs> okay. Right. Talk about as much bad as you wish it was choices. Corey Feldman. I do yeah. wish it was the other one. Apparently, you know, I can't, I can't hate on Corey Feldman because he's out there living his best that's life. That's true. He's you trying. Know what I mean? Dude, he's, he's insane. He's doing, he's doing, he's doing what he loves. He's in the best timeline. <laughs> if you want more proof that we are in the best timeline, Corey Feldman. No, uh-huh. God. I'm telling you, best timeline. Everyone has guns. It's great. Uh, I'm kind of going off the cuff, but what, if, what I remember from apparently the the first shoot, they had shot half the film with him and uh, Corey Hart. Yeah, and oh, it was really? horrendous. No, no, it wasn't Corey no, Hart though. He, he turned, turned it, down. it down. There's a different. No, there was another person. They yeah. did shoot oh, the, another person. They did shoot it with a different guy. Um, that they do that footage out too. Okay, all right. Yeah. That's what I get for going off the cuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good job. Thanks. Fail. Solid check your sources. All right, so next up, Colin. Movie quotes, non-sports, oh. sci-fi, comics and books, fictional lands or music. Uh, I'll go with that music. Music. Manure. I hate manure. What <laughs> '80s pop queen got her start on Star Search, but didn't win? Actually, coming in second place. Paula Abdul. No. Steel. Yes. I don't know. Cindy Lauper. No. <laughs> but thanks for playing. <laughs> yeah, um, Okay. I never tried to steal, I man. I had to get in. Brandon or Caleb? 80s pop queen. Um, Got Tiff- her start on Tiffany. Star Search, but didn't win. That is correct. Oh. Yes. That's called. Dude, he said Tiffany, and I, like, fucking Fuck yeah. bells went off in my I head. I love Tiffany. That's crazy. Shut up. I know, up. I know one really Tiffany song. That? I'm like I'm like I'm just, whatever. Nobody knows that. She had a resurgence a couple years ago, right? Hmm? Um, I don't know. She, didn't she have a resurgence? I think she did. Did she stay hot? Kind She's of. pretty cute. I think she did. Pretty she, cute. Cool. I mean, Good job. Good for her. Good for her. I'm gonna take. You, I'm, I'm next, so uh-huh. I'm gonna take comics and books. Kalib. Yes. Comics and books. Oh, you got an easy one. Yes. <laughs> Which three characters are known as DC Comics Holy Trinity? That's just. Oh. Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Well, mm-hmm. 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 I know yeah. I feel like Caleb always gets the hand me's too, dude. Like that's and God. He gets it's a lot so of upsetting it. because, because I swear to God, he always does pick the categories with the really easy ones, and I, I promise you, I do not orchestrate that. There in is any no way, collusion here at all. Because mm-hmm. if no, I, I know because I know way, the Jamie. He would have all. Yeah, the I was gonna really, say really hard unanswerable <laughs> questions. <laughs> I know Jamie just likes to watch you squirm, so I know there's no cheating so here. I just upsetting. think it's damn ridiculous. He always picks the right one. <laughs> it is true. I go with my strengths. What can I tell you? Back All to right, Alex. So... Yeah, Alex. Well, back to me, huh? Hey, man, put me in a hole. Let's go for sci-fi and unnatural. Sci-fi! The movie Men in Black was mm. generally over-the-top fantasy on space life, but they managed to do one thing pretty right. In what field of science was the movie actually praised for being specifically accurate? Caleb. Wow. Shit, dog. Uh, <laughs> what field of science? Shit, man. I don't damn know. Let's go with uh, let's go with uh, let's go with astronomy. That is correct. Uh, I mean, yeah, it had to be right. Okay. I wasn't gonna say that. Yeah. I was like, I was like, there's no way it's fucking biology. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say entomology because there's a lot of cockroach stuff in there. Oh. So there's a lot of yeah. bugs. Yeah. That would have been a good guess. You're the only one that, that knows that's what that's yeah. fucking called. 
Nah, right? man. Entomology, come on. That's the shit right there. Well, that's because our kid is a bug freak, so. That as well. There's oh, that's awesome. I wish mine was. I tried to get my kid into bugs once. He didn't like it. Show him those bug fighting videos, man. Yeah, bug wars. Oh, Mars is all about I try to it, tell, I try to tell him, I'm like, dude, this is like fucking Pokemon in real life. That's where the dude from Pokemon got his inspiration. Oh, really? That's, that's funny. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. That's cool. Anyway. Huh. Uh, Brandon. Um, Brando. I'll take non-sports. Non-sports. So wait, Al's got one for that, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank ten. you for keeping track, Colin. Non-sports. We're all keeping track. It's funny. <laughs> Seeing all our cursors in the document. <laughs> our non-sport of the week is, drumroll please, lawnmower racing. What? Shut the fuck <laughs> up. This better be about Tim yes. the Toolman Taylor. I wish. Each participating team in lawnmower racing, yes, this is a legitimate sport with rules mm. and everything, consists of a driver, a two-person pit crew, and a lap judge, and... A lap mm, judge, huh? Mm, and must... I've judged many laps in my day. <laughs> and must meet a speed of approximately how many miles per hour to qualify, just like in NASCAR racing. Caleb. Wow. Okay. Lawnmower racing. Lawnmower racing. You have to qualify at 30 miles per hour. Wow. Did I nail it? Did I nail it? You nailed it. Wow. That's fantastic. I was going to say 15. No, I did. I had multiple choice because I felt like that probably would have been easier. ESPN. My guess was going to be 25 for the win. 30 miles per hour. Get out. All right, Brandon. Take it up. Lawnmower racing. That. It's your new sport. Boom. 11 points. Damn. Skill Colin missed this, so I'm in second place. Damn it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. All right. I got, I got movie quotes or fictional lands. I'm going to go movie oh, quotes. Movie quotes it is. And I went a little different on this one. Um, mm-hmm. What was the first word uttered by Allison Sheedy in the basket, the basket case in The Breakfast Club? Mm-hmm. I have zero clues. <laughs> really? Um, the first word that she yeah. said in the movie? She's notoriously quiet throughout the movie. The very first oh, word she said. She's the gothy girl, right? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Wrong. It was, it was a racial slur. With a hard R. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, did you guess wrong? You guess she says... My, my guess is wrong. Wrong is wrong. wrong. <laughs> that would that would be incorrect. I want to I want to guess <laughs> wronger. Is that? Let me guess. I want to guess is is uh is shut up. No, no, that's a good guess though. I can't remember. I thought you you even called the steal and you're. I not did. Gonna... I can't remember. Anything. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Totally I can't wrong. remember. It's incorrect, Caleb. That is not. How about whatever? No. What is it? All is right. that all of us? Vodka. Oh yes. Vodka. Oh. Vodka. Alright. That's her first word. I'm not one of those not one of those Breakfast Club people either. Ah, like I've just never really no. sat down and paid attention to it. Oh, you know? That's a good movie. That's such a good movie. I should do that. Well we'll yeah. cover it, I'm sure. Alright. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. that leaves Caleb with fictional lands. I was hoping. These lands are fictional. I know you were really hoping for this one. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> this one I hate fictional lands, just FYI. Caleb <laughs> knows that I hate this category. So good luck, my friend. What was the main and probably only export of Rainbow Land in the show Rainbow Bright? Steel. 
color. Like, yeah, color. That is correct. All of the colors of the world were made there. Yes! So lame. <laughs> 13! I cannot fucking... I cannot fucking believe that the 1980s cartoon industry was as big as it was. Parents had to be looking at this shit like, are you, like, arms out wide, just like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, they were all doing cocaine, so it didn't matter. Exactly. No, like, can you imagine, like, the fucking English teachers of the world who had kids in the 80s, and they're asking for shit like Rainbow Bright? They're like, no, Mom, trust me, like, this is really cool, watch Rainbow Bright with me, and she's like, ten minutes into that movie, she's like, fuck this, fuck it, flipping tables over, that's why kids got hit with belts. Well, like they're they're all just built to sell toys. Like that's all that stuff was. Yep, it's crazy. Indeed. Very upset. True Very story. upset by all that. Well, thanks for uh, playing, everybody. I know that you all wanted to take me down, but you were not successful. Oh, it'll happen, dude. It'll happen. We got what do we got? A month and a half. You got a month and a half to take me down before so I win everything. Long. All the I'm gonna set up alternate again. questions. I'm gonna have like my standard questions, and I'm gonna <laughs> have like some Caleb questions. Hey, so. Uh, <laughs> Who said anything about fair? Nobody said I had to be fair. Hey, man, I got two points this round, and I feel great about yeah, that. I was going to say, oh, that's like round, a, that's a, you're, not, you're not running away, buddy. You're not running away by by any stretch. No. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Caleb's at 13. 13, 11, yep. 10, 10. Caleb's at 13. Yeah. I'm at 11. Colin and Alex are at 10. Yeah. It's a close race. So, it is a very close mm-hmm. race. Sucka. It's a tight race. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you want to check out uh, our podcast and our, our affiliate podcast and the network that we're on, ninjapancake.com is where you go. Um, they got Collect What Remains, the Fluxcast, uh, GNA podcast, which is Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, in case you're wondering. Um, thank you to Speaker Freaks for the Geeks Watch theme. You can find uh, their albums wherever music is sold. Subscribe to Geek Squatch on iTunes and give us a rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, um, you can find us on our RSS feed on our website, geeksquatch.com. Uh, you can send us an email in long form at podcast at geeksquatch.com. Follow us on Twitter at geeksquatchpod. DMs are open. Appreciate any kind of communication that you give us. Especially oh, the ones that tell me how hot I am. That would work too. We really like those. Um, don't tell me where you live. All of them. I will hurt you. No, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I have a hot wife's cool, man. Like, I used to get bent out of shape about that. No, it's no, cool, it's pretty man. awesome, actually. Everybody's like, oh, man, look at that girl. And I'm like, yeah, well, she fucked up. <laughs> 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 she came home with me, bro. That's the problem. Yep. <laughs> I got that locked down. Knocked it up. Hit her with, hit her with them old wiles. Hit, him with the, hit her with them old tricks. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Alex, where can we find you and your wiles? Uh, you can find these here wiles on Twitter at W A Hirsch. That's H I R S C H. Um, I'm looking for friends because I think I alienated a whole lot of people on the internet last week. So uh, <laughs> feel free to follow me. Um, you know, just I don't know, man, or don't like fucking whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I, yeah, it's you can't. We can't win everything. Uh, Brandon, where can we find you? Um, sitting on my couch playing my NES Classic. Yeah, I hate you. So there's Jealous. that. Fucking, yep. Um, I'm gonna, I'm Y'all gonna, gonna be turn real on jealous Super Mario Brothers come out 2 for the first time in like 15 years here in a little bit. Oh, you mean Doki Doki, mm. Doki, Doki, Panic. Doki Panic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I am at Sesame Seed 83 on uh, Twitter and Sesame Seed 01 on Xbox Live. And you can hit me up on there and I'll play some games with you. <laughs> cool. Colin changed my name to Hyperdunk Supreme in our group chat. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. You got it. Speaking of Colin, where can we find you? 
Uh, I'm on the Twitters uh, at Perkline. I tweet less than once a week. And I'm on video games at Baroque Box. With the space between it. Not Baroque Box. He's not a fan of classic <laughs> Not <music>. Baroque. Yeah. <laughs> that time Baroque. frame is not friendly to anyone. It's very pokey. <laughs> Lots of I don't gold. like cues either. Cues nice. are weird. Uh, where can we find you, Jamie? <laughs> In bed, asleep, where I should have been an hour ago. You don't have to um, work tomorrow. You're fine. I know, right? Uh, I'm at Traffic Jamie pretty much on all social media. You can find me. J-A-I-M-E. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much a lot of me running or my kids or boring things like that pictures of things i just ate so wait they'd be inside <laughs> your wait, body you yeah you wait just ate, ate. all right yeah. well things pictures of things uh, empty like that i was about to eat and by the time i got around posting, <laughs> jamie has like a I weird endoscopy fetish them, and, uh, all right this got weird anybody else that's i'm the last one uh you can find me on twitter at caleb mcc um I'm in a depressed mode, you guys, but we're trying to we're trying to make it better. So remember, no, we're doing we're doing we're doing great. Like one shitty joke at a time, we will make it. You yeah, we're good. Make it. Yeah, we're, That's we're, my we're, motto personally. It's like just one shitty joke at a time, and eventually you come out on the other end, and fucking dead or or otherwise. You'll find four years later, all of a sudden, memes. Those are gonna save you the know, world. I feel like to be real, life's pretty good, guys. Um, I sat down and watched a documentary called White Hats on Netflix. You want to appreciate some shit going on. Like that we're we got it okay. It sounds yeah. rough. Exactly. It sounds it'll, rough. it'll be always forward. Forward always. That's kind of my mantra these days. So stay with us. We're gonna make you laugh. We're gonna have a good time. Twenty seventeen is gonna be the year that people stop dying and start ascending to the next plane. And people are gonna start dropping cases of wine off at my house. That'd be good. That'd be amazing. Mm. That would help me out in a lot of different ways. Oh my god. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Love Peace ya. Out. Love each other. Peace. I put the peace sign up at the camera like these people can fucking see me. <laughs> <laughs> I forget this shit all the time, man. I'm like, you guys are like, all right, man, peace out. See you later. And I'm like. <laughs>